My guest today is the founder and executive pastry chef at the Artful Apron. She's also appeared and won on the Food Network TV show Cake Alikes, as well as the Sugar Rush Christmas Edition on Netflix. Please welcome one of the sweetest artists, Caitlin Taylor. Hi, Caitlin. Going. You see what I did there with the pun on uh, one of the sweetest? I'm a sucker for puns. That's great. I was trying to think while I was talking, I guess. What can I use? What can I use? Something's sugar. Uh, Diabetes? Uh, No, too too early for diabetes jokes. (laughs) That's a a little morbid. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, this is the podcast where everything goes. So uh, it could go any any direction. How you been? I've been great. Uh, very busy. Um, uh-huh. you know, quarantine and all that, yeah. but uh, business has been good. You know, just trying to truck along, come up with yeah. new ideas, try to build the business. Well, first of all, I want to tell you congratulations. I mean, you've been kicking ass. I've been noticing yep. all these cakes and pictures and I watched, I actually got glued on to watching the Netflix uh, sugar rush. And I had so much fun watching that. And I don't watch cooking channels or anything, to be honest. It was just entertaining and kind of fun and how you were going through that progress. So, I mean, congrats, man. You've been like all over on the news too. Like you were on um, the local news, right? In Maryland, is it? Yeah, that was pretty insane. Yeah, it's been not, it's kind of been a whirlwind, to be honest. Like before we moved here to the DMV, uh, for those who don't know, DC, Maryland, Virginia area, Um, we were in Fort Lauderdale, um, and we were there for, I mean, you know, we were there for like 10 years. So when we moved up here, I had to start over, you know, I didn't know anybody up here. I was like, Oh my gosh, I was just getting, you know, my footing in Florida and like gaining return clients. And then we moved, but honestly, like it's been the best move. It's been the best thing we could have done. I mean, we moved here for my husband's job. Uh, where he got a new tech job in DC, but it's been like the best thing for me because I not only own my own business and I'm building that, but I'm also the lead cake artist at Charm City Cakes in Baltimore, which is nuts because I'm literally Duff's head decorator at the flagship store, which is like, what is my life? Uh, Yeah. I mean, first of all, for anyone that doesn't know Duff Goldman, right? I mean, he's like well known and he's like a he's like a big he's a celebrity dude. You know, he's like baked for Obama. Right. I think it's like second inauguration or something like that, like a dinner. Uh, But yeah, I mean, to be in that stage for you, I mean, this is like nuts. Unreal. Unreal. No, I I have to pinch myself. So (laughs) genuinely. So the story is really funny how I got that job. Um, We were moving up here. We moved to Silver Spring originally which is about 25 minutes outside of DC. And when we were moving, I was like, oh, um, you know, I should start looking for a job for me because previous when we were in, right when we were moving, I was working at Whole Foods as the bakery assistant manager. And honestly, not the job for me. I mean, (laughs) I'm super creative. And Wait, were you giving out a little like, you know, samples of cakes and stuff. Is that what you were doing? No. So I was the assistant uh, manager. So I was like running the department with the team lead and um, doing like inventory every month. And I mean, it was not good for me. Yeah. I did not like that job at all. Um, (laughs) Definitely a learning curve. But, you know, when I left, I was like, thank God, I'm not going to work for Sheet Foods anymore. And when we came up here, I was like, well, what am I going to do? I mean, my husband was like, well, why don't you just do your business full time? And I was scared to do that because 
like I said, it was restarting. I didn't have a customer base. I'd have to start from scratch. And that was really scary because it's like when you do it full on and you don't have a backup plan, you know, the fear of failure is real. So I was like, I'd rather have a part-time job and work on my business that way. You know, I'm still doing something because I'm also the kind of person that and we'll get to it. But like, I am not the stay at home mom type. I am like, (laughs) I need to be working. I'm a workaholic and I'm very passionate about what I do. So I can't not be doing things. So essentially, I was like applying to a bunch of places. Nothing really caught my eye. Most of the people who have really great talent that are in this area are home bakers or they are one man shows like they don't really have a staff yet because they're just artists um, doing it freelance. So I then was like, oh, wait, Charm City Cakes is in Baltimore. That's not that far. That's only 40 minutes from us. And I was traveling an hour for work when I worked in Boca and lived in Fort Lauderdale. So I'm like, that's nothing for me. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So I literally just crafted an email, said, hey, I'm an artist. I do this. Um, Here's some of my cake pictures. I think I'd be a great addition to your team. Not even sure if you're hiring, but shooting my shot, basically emailed them, got an email back, uh, or no, sorry, I went on their Instagram to just like stalk them a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It turns out I sent that email literally the day before they had posted they were looking for a decorator. Wow. I was like, you can't even make this shit up. No. I was like, no way. So um, basically, I did a Skype interview with them, uh, interviewed with the lead decorator and the manager. And they were like, yeah, we'd love to have you come in and, you know, do a trial. And are you sure it's not too far for you? You know, Silver Springs, 40 minutes, whatever. I was like, it's nothing. I drive all the time. Like, don't worry about it. Ended up starting when I got that, when we moved here. And I've been there ever since. So almost two years now. That's crazy. And And that's a short amount of time. I mean, you know, for a lot of people to move, it takes a little bit to finally find something or get your niche going, you know, but now I want to go back a little bit. So yeah, I met you guys. Uh, it was you and Simon. It was your boyfriend at the time. Now your lovely husband. Uh, I got to throw that in, give him some yeah, little points. <laughs> and uh, I met you guys in North Miami, somewhere around there. I think you were going to school at uh, Johnson or Wales, right? Or something. Yeah. Now, did you go to school there for baking or pastry? Yeah, I so I went there for four years. I did my associates in baking and pastry arts, and then I did my bachelor's in food service management because I knew from the beginning I'm gonna own my own bakery. This is it. Like, there's no really? game. There's no secondary plan here. Like, this is happening. Now that that's usually you know people that are driven like that usually get what they what they deserve because I mean when I was watching you on the TV shows and I could see like you were so competitive. I was like, this girl is like confident as hell too. Like the way you were just answering to the, to the uh, judges, you were just like, yep, you got it. You know, like now you had this idea of wanting to have your own stuff. Now, where did that come from though? I mean, did you, did you have a line of family that cooked a lot or baked? I mean, did they have a bakery store? So yes and no. I mean, I, I baked cookies and things with my grandma, like everyone does, you know, and that was always fun, but genuinely, which it's kind of a full circle moment when you think about it, because genuinely the story is I was, my parents were divorced when I was very young and I used to spend every other weekend at my dad's house. And one of these weekends, I 
I feel like I was maybe 10 or 10 or 12, maybe a little older. Like it's getting foggy the older I get, but I was young. I <laughs> Wait was till young you get to my I age. Was, yeah, I was young and I believe I was maybe a little older. I think I was maybe an eighth grade or just about to be a freshman in high school. And I was at his house and we were watching Food Network as one does. And I saw Food Network Challenge um, and they were making like a Harry Potter themed cake. And that's when I first heard about fondant and modeling chocolate and things like that. I'm like, what is that? And it's literally like edible Play-Doh. And I just watched it amazed. And then of course, Ace of Cakes came on. And I was like, oh my God, you can get paid to play with food. And I was just mesmerized by it. And I'm like, there's no way that this is real. And I had had um, those, you know, those Tootsie Rolls that are colored, like the different colored ones that are like flavored. They have like berry flavor, whatever. Yeah. They, they actually, you mean like they, they come in different colors on the outside, right? Is that what we talking yeah. about? Yeah. I made a miniature like Barbie sized wedding cake out of these. What? For fun like just molded them with my hands made like little a little three-tier cake with tiny little flowers on it and I went and showed my dad and went look I made a wedding cake and my dad was just like well we know what Caitlin's gonna be doing for her <laughs> so I literally just made it for fun like I was like oh I can do this that's fun so we're like watching Ace of Cakes and now working for Duff is like I know what? I was just gonna connect that I was just gonna say that so the nice. fact that that's like me like uh, idolizing Dave Grohl and then suddenly 10 years from now or whatever, he's going to ask me to be in his band because one yeah. of his bandmates left. And I'll be like, what? No, that's not going to happen. I never was like, I'm going to work for Duff one day. I mm. was like, I'm going to have my own show, like <laughs> my own TV show, making these crazy cakes like that. I'm going to be the next Duff. Like that's you know, going to be me. Do you remember your first... Uh, cake or anything that you made and you re you realize wow this is pretty cool like I could I got talent so there's a difference I remember my okay. first cake I ever made that I was like I can do this and then looking back it was a hot ass mess but <laughs> the first, one of the first ones that I made that I was like this is so cool I can't believe I made this this is so cool I don't remember the first one, but I remember a few that I've made since I've been working at Charm City that I still look at. And I'm like, how did my two hands make this? And not even in an egotistical way, just in a genuine like, yeah. how do I do that? I can't even wrap my head around the fact that I made that. So there's a few, but one is uh, I made gold uh, Jimmy Choo high heels with a purse and Duff reposted it on his Instagram and just like looking at his feed because it's funny he posts something called the cake of the week and um he'll just like repost stuff that the bakery posts saying like great job charm city whatever because he's out in LA he doesn't he doesn't work in Baltimore or like do cakes mm. really he's doing all his own things so he'll just repost to you know boost us up and everyone under the comments thinks that he made it which is funny but he's like yeah you should just comment on my like answer them and be like thanks <laughs> so I was like okay <laughs> so I started doing that and everyone's like oh my god are you guys selling shoes now I was like yeah that's real that's awesome wait is that the one where it's three layers of boxes like uh the brands and then the shoe on top yeah. dude 
That is awesome. I was really impressed by that one. I mean, I can respect art and yeah, that looks awesome. I mean, I was just like that. I was blown away by that. That was pretty cool. That and then I made a recently I made a, a cool ranch Dorito cake with <laughs> I saw that. realistic Doritos <laughs> coming out of it. And that yeah. that was like, this came out so cool. I mean, I had the order and I knew I had to make it. And uh, I was like, you know, how am I going to do this? And I was like, whatever, just do it. It'll come out. It'll be fine. It'll look great. And uh, when I was finished, I just looked at it and I was like, this came out way, not that I thought it was going to look bad, but it came out so much better than I could have imagined. I was mm -hmm. so impressed that I did it. And I was, it's like, that's what I love about this job is you're never the best. You know, there's always someone that's going to be better than you. There's always new techniques coming out. There's always, and it's a constant evolution and a constant learning. And that's what I think I love the most about it is that there is no same day. It's always something new. You're always doing another cake. You're always doing another piece of art and no two days are the same and you're constantly getting better. I can look at cakes I did last year and be like, oh my God, I, I'm substantially yeah. better than I was last year. And last year I thought I was good. So it's, it's really um, rewarding to look back at the years of work that you've done and just you're constantly improving and finding new techniques and finding, you know, even shortcuts or little tips and tricks that you pick up along the way to make your life easier. Cause they always say work smarter, not harder. Yeah. So. so the Doritos thing, what I was mostly impressed by was the detail that there was like a couple of chips laying on the ground or, you know, right next to it. That was pretty cool. Now, did it have um, a scent of cheese by any chance? No. No, nope, okay. not at all. Okay. Uh, the cake was actually from memory. Actually, I know it was chocolate cake. I can't remember what uh, the flavor fully was, but the Doritos were actually fondant and I rolled it out really thin and I, I cut them out with like a triangle cutter. And then I kind of just manipulated them, let them dry. And then I used a mix of um, what we call petal dust, which is the powder color that you use to dust sugar flowers to like use a paintbrush and like flick it on there. Um, I used airbrush color to like spackle it with like the little brown specks and dark, you know, cheese and all that kind of stuff to make it look like that. And then uh, I used the petal dust to make it look like the powdered cheese on it. So now, it did not now, smell like cheese, <laughs> but it looked like it. Now, this is all like a different language to me. So yeah, I know, I'm, I'm gonna, probably speaking Chinese to you. Right? I'm going to I'm going to Google translate this later on. <laughs> no, but it's fun to learn, you know, like I love I, I love what really translates the most is like when I talk about music and film, I get that excited, you know? So I know what you're talking about with the, what translates is the passion and that I recognize. And that kind of gets me into like, oh, cause when I was a kid, I remember baking one thing. Like my mom used to always ask me to bake. Like I hate cooking. And she asked me to bake. I'm like, all right, but don't tell my friends I do this. And <laughs> so I had this idea of, I don't follow instructions. I just go along with it. So I had a French vanilla, like Betty Crocker kind of thing, you know, a French vanilla cake. I made that. Then I poked holes from the back of a wooden stick halfway once it got cooled down. And then I put like condensed milk on top of it and I let it soak inside. And then I would find out how to make like whipped cream, your own like homemade whipped cream. And I would do that. I would chop up bananas and grate some um, coconut. Oh and so that God, would be that so good, right? That, that would be, 
That would be like the the frosting on the outside. First of all, the fact that you say that sounds good. I feel good about that. <laughs> really good. Well, that's that's actually a thing. It's a poke. It's called a poke cake, and okay. it, you can make stuff like that. Like uh, sometimes you'll do like a chocolate cake, and you'll pour like hot caramel over it, and then you can put like fudge on top or whatever. That's a little bit more rich than the one you're doing, but I mean, sweetened condensed milk on it. That sounds. Delicious. Yeah. You know, people that are going to listen to this podcast are honestly going to go out and go make a cake or listen, do it. It's funny because people always ask me, like, are you a dessert snob? And kind of, but not really. Like, honestly, I'm more of a sweet tooth than anything. Listen, I have a Peloton box. <laughs> I have to work to not gain a whole bunch of weight because I do taste everything I make. And I am definitely a sweet tooth for sure. Um, if you put anything chocolate in front of me, like, and walk out of the roof, (laughs) all bets are off. But, um, when I go to other places, like I like to go, I told Simon, my husband, um, you know, I really would love to take a vacation one time and do like a week long trip and literally just go either all over the country or even to Canada and just go to different dessert shops and try different stuff because, I love dessert so much. Yeah. Like I like making it and I am very, I'm not very judgmental, but like when it comes to putting a product out for a customer, I'm definitely picky because it's got to taste good. Like if you're asking somebody to pay for it, I want it to look good and I want it to taste good. And I'm not very like picky when it comes to that. So it's like, if you're doing what you're supposed to do and how you were trained and you're innovating, they're not very hard to do, you know? Um, it's the places that buy stuff in frozen and like, don't even try, you know, yeah. I'm even okay with box mix cake sometimes like you can doctor a, a box mix to make it taste homemade and you would not know the difference, you know? And uh, here, I'll give you a little exclusive on how to do that. So <laughs> you get a, you get a cake box and it normally says, put a cup of water, half a cup of oil and three eggs. Okay. Yeah. With the mix. All you need to do is add an extra egg replace the oil with butter, melted butter, and do double the amount and use milk instead of water. And it will taste like it came from a bakery. Yeah. Well, I never follow, even when I make pancakes, I never follow with water. I put milk all the time. Buttermilk, you can use regular milk. You can even make it um, like if you you can't have dairy, like you don't want to have milk in it, like you're lactose intolerant, you can actually replace it with almond milk. And it still works. So there's definitely ways to do it. But I mean, that's that's the point. It's like you can even make a box mix taste really good. I mean, so it doesn't take much. So I'm not like a crazy dessert stuff. But at the same time, I love dessert. So like it needs to taste great. And and I order dessert first on the menu when I go out to eat. I'm like, I need to know what I'm getting for dessert so that I don't overeat for the entree because I'm having dessert. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's funny. I have always admired people people that do that because I love having like a three course meal, but I want to have dessert too, you know. And like I grew up in a family where my mom used to cook like a big plate, and she would tell me, you know, you cannot leave the house until you finish your entire meal and go play. Uh, so I would have to eat it all, and because of that, I grew this bad it habit of so full, and you couldn't yeah. even fit it. So when I traveled through Europe, I learned and changed the way I ate because the portions are smaller, healthier. You then you can have dessert. You have it all. So I'm not overly full. That's mm-hmm. the main thing. It's perfect. And so now I have this thing where I always have dessert if I'm going out to dinner. You know, because you just have to. You just have to do it. 
Um, so like, I really admire that. Now, I do want to ask you though, um, you are a perfectionist. I mean, so do you do like intensive studying and reading on like ingredients? Like, do you really look into that? Do you write notes? Do you have a journal? Is this like... So <laughs> funny that you asked that. So part of, uh, part of having uh, ADHD is that I'm very like, I get into pockets of hyper, uh, hyper focus. That sounds like a superpower. (laughs) It so is like genuinely, it really is. Uh, it's funny because people ask me, they're like, how do you have the patience to sit there and make a cake that takes 12 hours? It's called hyper focus. (laughs) I'm so, I'm honestly like I, I lose time when I'm decorating and when I'm doing things, which is kind of to my detriment. Sometimes I actually had to keep a notebook of being able to time myself for certain activities and certain like decorating techniques, because you have to be able to make money off of it. Right. So you need to know how much labor you're paying, whatever. Um, But if I don't do that, I'm just doing for fun. I I could literally like, you'd have to come get me to remind me to eat. Like (laughs) so focused. Part of that is the research. Honestly, I'm a, I'm a graduate also of YouTube university and um, I binge tutorials. I like to watch how other people make, I mean, there's, Take a sugar rose, for example, like a, a, a fondant rose. There are literally thousands of tutorials paid and free that you can watch and everybody has their own technique. I love watching other people, even if it's something I'm good at or I like the way mine looks. I like to research and look at how other people do it because sometimes different things are applied to different styles of cake. So sometimes you want a rose to look super hyper realistic. Sometimes you want it to be a little less you know, you want to pull it back because it's not really the focal point. So I am very big into research. I like to look into all of that. I like to experiment. You know, um, my husband always laughs because I, I'm starting to get better about getting hobbies that are other things. (laughs) But honestly, it's my hobby and my job and my passion when I'm not getting paid for it. Um, I like to play. I like to practice. I like to try out new things. Um, I love looking into like the trends of new techniques and, you know, different ingredients, like you mentioned, and, you know, Instagram's great for that because once there's a new cake trend, like everybody and their mother hops on it. So you can kind of stay, just scroll your feed for a couple minutes and you'll know what the next thing is. But, um, not that I wasn't as passionate, but I wish I was more focused in school as I am now and how driven I am now, because, I could have gotten way more out of it, but I think that's part of the hyper focus, right? Is like, if you're not fully interested in it at the moment, it's like, next thing. Yeah. I look at that as, as like a, you you ever saw X-Men? Maybe. Okay. Well, it's a TV show. (laughs) You have a baby boy. You're going to eventually watch these things. Uh, He's free right now. We're into Spider-Verse and Spider-Man. I've watched that movie. I can't even tell you how much. (laughs) I look at it as like a beautiful mutant power that you have, like this extreme focus thing. I'm jealous. I wish I had, like, I have a focus, but I let my subconscious, like I trained my subconscious in a way to do other things while I'm doing something else. And then when I'm walking, some idea pops up because I made my subconscious kind of think about it, you know, like it is kind of cool how the brain works in that sense. But how does your art thing come up? Like, were you always an artist? Were you artistic drawing and all this? 
Yeah, actually, I so that's kind of part of why I got into what I'm doing is I've always been artistic. So my dad, my dad is actually really, really talented. Um, he he used to do uh, portraits of sports stars and like he's a huge mm. Mets fan and everything. And he I can't remember what player he did, but he did a whole um, black and white like pencil drawing that it literally looks like a black and white photo. I mean, it's unreal. And uh, he used to draw like classic cars and every year for the Super Bowl, he'd like do the brackets and do the helmets out of permanent marker. He'd like draw them all. Whenever I was at his house, he would always like get me paper and and pencils and crayons and markers. And I would just we'd sit next to each other and just draw. And uh, I loved drawing cartoons in in elementary school I was big into like Sailor Moon and like the anime thing so I would draw like all like manga characters and everything and as I got older I just started like doing realistic sketches and then at one point I wanted to be a fashion designer so I'd be like drawing all these whatever so I always knew art was going to be a part of something I did but when I saw the shows I was like oh you can do art with food I love food <laughs> I so I found out one of my cousins was going to a, a vocational program in our county. Um, basically, it was two uh, years of high school. It was junior year and senior year. And you would go half day to your vocational school. So they had like beautician school. They had um, criminal justice where you could do uh, co-op with like the police department and do like ride alongs and stuff like that. And uh, learn about like, like the law. Yeah, it's pretty cool. They had a mechanic program and then they had a culinary arts program. So I applied to that. And basically your math and science class instead, I lucked out so much. I didn't have to take trig. I didn't have to take chemistry. I didn't have to take calculus <laughs> in high school. So I jealous. literally, it was amazing. I got to do math and science applied to your vocational school. So my math was recipe conversion. My science was how baking works and what heat does to food to chemically change it to um. glaze a chicken or you know, sear a steak. And I was learning that like internal temperatures of cooking food. And so I got to do that in high school for free and then realized, oh yeah, this is definitely, I love the kitchen. Like this is my thing. And so I applied to Johnson and Wales and that was the only school I applied to. I said, if I don't get in, I'm taking a year off. I'm working in bakeries, but I will go to that school. I just like say what I want and it's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm going to manifest the shit out of it because it's going to happen. Okay. Well, can you do me a favor and say uh, Walter is going to have like a chain of movie theaters, uh, movie production. Can you throw some my way so that it happens? Well, I'm going to teach you a trick. Speak <laughs> it into existence and I then know. believe. So one of the things that I've learned is you need to like trust the process and understand that. I mean, it kind of sounds a little woo woo, but I'm telling you this shit works. You mm -hmm. literally just have to act like you already have it. Yeah. And Speak it as if it were, it. not as Speak if it were. If it's happening. I have so many ideas and just things that I want to accomplish and I'm trying to do it all myself, which I know, you know, it takes a village and I know that eventually I'm going to need to hire support staff. I'm probably going to need to get yeah. a virtual assistant. I'm probably going to need to get somebody to help me with media, but I really and not micromanage. Yeah. And not micromanage. Right. My perfectionist needs mm -hmm. to sit down. You just need to trust someone that you know has the same work ethic 
and let them run the business while you take care of the bigger stuff. Right. As, it, so, as it's bigger. Uh, one of my biggest uh, idols is Natalie Sidesurf. And I don't know if you know who she is, but. Oh, my you, God. I, I don't know who that is. Uh, if you've seen my episode of Cake Likes, she is the judge. She is the, the blonde judge. She is absolutely insane at cakes. Okay. I mean, she made, uh, what the hell's his name? The guy from Die Hard, McClane. Bruce Willis? Bruce Willis. Yeah. She made him a bust of him out of mm-hmm. cake for Christmas. Because it's a Christmas movie, let's be real here. Right. And it looks just like, it looks like a wax figure. It's unreal. But she has a YouTube channel and she shows how to, how she does it, like in time lapse and whatever. And I want to do that because I can do that. And so I'm like, I, I'm not at her level with certain things, but I will say, um, I just made a KFC bucket with chicken and Duff reposted it, uh, as cake of the week. And I was scrolling through, uh, his comments as one does. And somebody went, Oh my God, I thought I was looking at Natalie side surfs page for a minute. And I just commented on it and was like, Hey, you <laughs> You just like glowed. I was like, cloud, that just made my whole week. Yeah, Cloud9. Uh, my One of my other favorite ones, you had an appetizer sampler, which was oh, yeah. fucking cool. Like, it looked ridiculously like it was a, a sampler you get, like, at Applebee's or something, you know? Like, oh, my God, it was so good. I was like, damn, yeah, damn. Yeah, that was a really cool one. The shrimp on that was my favorite part. It looked yeah. so cool. Well, just, even, like, like the onion... The, the onion, onion rings, rings too. Yeah. I mean, you had the little crack and kind of thing and like spacing. It was just, yeah. I mean, I, you know, people got to watch no it. Secret. What? Those onion rings were Rice Krispie treats. Really? It was molded Rice Krispie <laughs> treats airbrushed. There was nothing else on it. It was just like hand sculpted Rice what? Krispie treats. That's how it makes it look like breading. Damn. Look at that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty sick. I, I yeah. honestly, food cakes are my favorite to me. You were on um, Cake Alikes and you did a Kim Kardashian, right? Yep. A life-size Kim Kardashian. Now, okay. This is like, first of all, very challenging. I mean, you got to admit that too. That like, that has to be like hard. I'm so scared because one of the things is, you know, people always ask when you're on TV, like, how much of it's planned, whatever. And I'm going to tell you right mm-hmm. now, that is, um, I have signed documents where I'm not allowed to say, <laughs> but right. with cake likes, like we really, we really didn't know. Um, you know, they didn't tell us ahead of time. Like we literally showed up, got to set and they were like, okay, we're going to say action. And then they're going to tell you the challenge. So we had no prior knowledge. We knew we were going to be creating a person because like that was the premise of the show, but we had no idea like, how much time we would have. We didn't know really anything. Um, we didn't know who it was going to be. We didn't know what was going to be involved in it. We just knew we were making a person. So when they told us it was Kim Kardashian and we had 14 <laughs> hours, I looked at my partner like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. It takes 14 hours to make a freaking head look realistic. Like, what do you mean we have to make a whole body? That's unreal. It was nuts. I, well, I, 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 would, I would think... I would think like if I was in your position, I would, my first thought would be, shit, I got to really make this ass look good. Cause if not, people are going to give me shit for this. If I don't get the, you know, cause you know, that's what, yeah. let's, let's face it. That's what she's known for. Yeah. Uh, so 
that's one of the things that Natalie had said in our episode was like, you know, there are certain things with the cake that if you do it right, like she has a very recognizable body, she has a very recognizable face. And so there are things you can do. If you do it right, it will read as Kim Kardashian. So like, those are the things that we had to focus on the most was like her body shape and her butt and like just her arms and her stature had to look very accurate. And so did her face because she has the contour, she's got the puffy lips, she's got, you know, the sleek hair. So it's like that, those things we really had to focus on. Everything else was important, but not as important as Mm -hmm. nailing those. So that was kind of our strategy. And also um, one of the things I noticed also with watching the other episodes now that it aired is just Veronica and I were very strategic in trusting each other and trusting each other's talent enough to not micromanage each other because the whole time we worked on separate tasks to be able to break down the list of things that needed to get done and get them done. So it really was two separate people working on it. Whereas other teams were taking things step by step and both working on the same thing, which I think slowed them down. What I notice about you is that you are like a general, a good general, not one that commands, but you you have such a leadership where you know the other person's talents and you use it properly and you know what you want to see and you just kind of combine it and you trust and you go with it. I feel like if there's a little bit of lack of anything, you know how to problem solve pretty fast. Yeah. So you want to know what's funny that you say that? Thank you, first of all. Um, because I, I, oh, that wasn't a compliment, Caitlin. I'm, <laughs> I'm the biggest doubter of myself when it comes to leadership. Like I, I'm always like, so worried that I'm being, you know, a Gestapo or something. So, <laughs> and, and I am very competitive and I am very mm-hmm. passionate about what I do. So I am very like specific on how I want something to come out or I, whatever. And it is hard for me sometimes to relinquish control. So thank you. If that's how that read. It's funny that you say that because I have never been a leader of either of them. They were both my teachers. So the fact that that's how that came across in that red makes me feel really good because that means that they did their job because now I'm able to do that. So that's really cool. But we all worked really well together. And I think that's why, you know, both shows, the producers reached out to me and I had to pick a partner. And that's why for Sugar Rush, I picked Sabrina and really convinced her to do it with me because I knew how well we work together and that our talents would marry very well because she's amazing at plated desserts. And she has a lot of experience as a head chef at like a hotel and things like that. So she's very good at plating and complex flavor profiles and all of that. And I'm really great at the creative side and decorating and, you know, putting flavors together in cupcakes and things. So I knew we would be great together for that. And then for Veronica and I, I picked her for that one because I knew we are both really great custom cake artists and we work well together and we trust each other. And I was like this, we're going to rock this. Like I know that we could do an amazing job and we would have fun because we also make fun of each other a lot. (laughs) And I think there was a part in the beginning of the show when they were introducing us where Veronica said that I'm really annoying. (laughs) Awesome. Um, When I was watching Sugar Rush one, um, like I remember you, like, you know, it was three rounds. When you won the second round, you know, I was already, when I saw it, first of all, I saw what came out of it and I thought, all right, they're definitely going to win this thing. But then it came down to the third round, which means you could win the first two, but 
if you don't win the next one, it's, uh, it's not yeah. two out of three. It's like, no. you're done. So, yeah, you have to win each one individually. It's not like a, a racked up, uh, yeah. racked up thing. So now, um, but I love that you said, oh, we, you know what? We just got to get past the second one. Cause once we're in the third, I know I got this. <laughs> I just like, <Yeah>. damn, <laughs> the balls and the confidence on this one. <laughs> I loved it. So it was awesome. Funny. When we were filming, uh, right before we we rolled camera to film that, we were all sitting on our mark waiting to start filming. And the host, Hunter March, he came up to us and he was just kind of like, hey, guys, like while I'm the set, like, you know, you're going to have so much fun, like really enjoy it. It's going to go by fast, but, um, you know, enjoy it because it'll be your only time in the Sugar Rush kitchen. And (laughs) I because I have to be memorable, I was like. Um, yeah, unless we win and you do like a redemption or like a champions episode. And he was like, Ooh, confidence. I like it. And I was like, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. I saw that confidence. Uh, cause I think it was like the, after the first round, you were, you said something along the lines of, uh, yeah, we'll see you in the second round or something like that. Like, yeah, we'll, you know, like, you know, you're yeah, going to we'll pass. wow you again. I think I said, <laughs> I was like, don't worry. We'll wow you again next round. Yeah. That's exactly what you said. <laughs> Oh, I cracked up at that. That was funny. Help up for failure in those situations. Cause then it's like, I, I know my own talent and I know like we could do it, but it's also like, if we fuck this up, I look really dumb. <laughs> yeah. There goes that confidence. No. But um, I also feel that you have to have, you know, that little bit of wittiness because you have to, you know, you have to keep it fun, even though it's a huge com- competition, you know, and you won. I mean, you guys won both times, right? I mean, that's fucking awesome. I mean, yeah, like- that was that was nuts. I, I couldn't even believe I was really nervous uh, because Sugar Rush was my first ever TV competition. And at that point, I was really excited. I couldn't believe that I finally made it. Like, I've been talking about it for years. Like, I want to be on TV so bad. Like, I wonder how these people get picked. Like, when I got the email from the person who had actually found me through Instagram, I didn't even know if it was real. I was like, is this a real thing? And when she said, oh, I'm a producer for a Netflix baking competition that deals with time. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm obsessed with Sugar Rush. Are you serious? And she's like, you know the show. I was like, and of course, there's like extensive... I mean, they, there's so many rounds of interviews that you have to go on before they pick the cast. Damn, and so really? It was, it was like a five month process that we had to wait what? to see if we were picked. Cause our initial interview was, I think in October and then we filmed in February, nice. but we were constantly like checking our emails. Like, Oh my God, <laughs> when are we going to hear back? Like, I hope they picked us. Are we going to hear back if they didn't pick us? Like, just nerve wracking and you know you try to forget about it so that you're not obsessing but it's but like you can't your mind like check my email check my email yeah. um and then when we were picked i was so excited and when we're there it's like this is happening and then we get down to the judging and i'm like oh my god there's like one vote for them and one vote for us so i'm like if we don't win i'm gonna be so upset because i'm <laughs> so competitive and then when they said caitlin and sabrina i literally like collapsed i was like oh my god we won ten thousand dollars <laughs> All right. Now, what did you do after that? Immediately, the the next, how did you celebrate first? So all of the contestants, we all stayed in the same hotel. Um, And when we got, we all got back to the hotel, we actually, um, we all went down to the bar at the hotel bar and I bought everyone shots. (laughs) Of course. We got a per diem, uh, like $100 or something, I think it was, uh, per day for like food. 
so I ended up instead of and saving it like a smart person, I decided to buy everyone <laughs> shots to celebrate. So no, uh, that's nice fun. though. That's uh, see, that just shows your personality. That's just beautiful. I, I felt like you know it's funny. It's funny you say that because um, I after watching you win, I thought. Because I, I always think, what would I do, you know? And I think I yeah. would, like, definitely share my winnings somehow with people I care about or whatever, or even, like, the people I competed with. So it's funny you say that, that you actually, um, you bought them all shots and just had fun. Did you banter, though, afterwards, you know, with the other contestants? Oh, yeah. I mean, we... We're all actually really good friends. Like okay. we're from all over the country. I think um, Chris and uh, Richard are from San Antonio, San Diego. Texas, oh, yeah, and yeah. then we That's have right. people in Pennsylvania, and then Sabrina's still in Florida, and then the uh, the other girls are in North Carolina. I think um, Taylor and Francis. And so we, you know, we're actually a part of a Facebook messaging <laughs> chat, and we all like message each uh. other every once in a while, or when we make something cool, we send it to the group and. It's called Sugar Rush Peeps. And we just like talk to each other. But we're all very supportive of each other, which is really cool. Um, it's it's a little disappointing because for Cake Alikes, we didn't, uh, because we filmed during COVID, we didn't really have time to spend with the other people. We were very mm. much quarantined in our hotel rooms. And, you know, we had to wear masks. We were all transported in separate vehicles to stay safe. And yeah. they did a really, really good job with COVID protocol. But um, it kind of sucked because I loved that part of filming sugar rush was meeting other people from all over and making those connections and becoming friends with them and being so close. Whereas we couldn't really do that in cake likes, which kind of sucked, but now, yeah, I know that, but listen, Caitlin, I really think that this is not going to be your last time on TV. Trust me. I think you're going to have so many more opportunities. <laughs> and I think honestly, this is my prediction. Uh, you will be a judge at one point. I promise you That's that. That's gonna... so funny that you said that because Simon, my husband, literally said, he goes, hey, you're two for two. He goes, you win another one. They might start asking you to to, uh, to, <laughs> to judge, judge or to host something. I'm like, that would be cool. <laughs> Oh, man, are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> They're listening to this podcast. Of course they are. Uh, <laughs> spam them. <laughs> Hashtag Food Network. Um, now, I saw the, that you did a cake for Drew Barrymore. Yes. Oh, man. Like, even I saw her reaction, too, which was pretty awesome. She was, like, just shocked. It's like a birthday thing, right? A birthday cake or something? No. So what it was was... So since we're in Baltimore for Charm City Cakes, we um, we get a lot of like corporate orders sometimes. Mm -hmm. So like we did a cake for Robin Roberts for Good Morning America um, because that's filmed in New York. So they had yeah. us do that for her and then they delivered it to New York City to have on the air. And so it was similar where Drew Barrymore has her uh, the Drew Barrymore show in New York. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's like a talk show and she does this thing called Drew's news. It's part of her, like, yeah. uh, it's like a segment on her show. Yeah, I watched, I watch a couple. So, of so Duff was going to be a guest on her show. I can't remember what month it was in, but, um, basically they're like, okay, because Duff's going to be on it. He wants to bring, have a cake delivered to her as a surprise. So when I, before I knew this, I, because I'm the lead decorator, I actually, I'm technically like the studio manager of like the decorators. Mm -hmm. So 
I have to make the schedule and pull all the orders for the following week and write out the schedule and make sure everything is accounted for, assign cakes to people, whatever. And I pulled up the order and it said Barrymore Drew's News. And I'm like, funny. I didn't know if anybody's. And I'm like, wait a minute, Drew, ba- Drew Barrymore, Drew Barrymore. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, this is for her. This is actually Drew's cake. Solid. <laughs> like, no big deal. Just an average Tuesday. Like, yeah. Yeah. She was only in E.T. and Charlie's Angel. I mean, she, you know, whatever. Right? Uh, no big deal. Like, this is just my life now, I guess. Um, so they were like, yeah, it's going to be her desk and. It's going to be simplified, but they want it to look like her desk with the globe behind it and a figure of Drew. And, you know, here you go. So I'm like, all right. So I made it and um, it got delivered to New York and then they filmed the episode. And I didn't know what day I think it was supposed to be airing on a Wednesday. And I couldn't remember if they were filming on Monday or Tuesday, but I DM Duff and I said, hey, um, just so you know, when you go on the show, you girl made Drew's cake. And he said, oh, my God, she absolutely loved it. You have to film it. You have to, like, watch the show. Like, her reaction was priceless. You did an amazing job. Like, great job. And so I was like, awesome. Can't wait to watch it. So when I watched it um, and I saw her reaction, I was like, holy shit. Drew Barrymore just lost her shit over (laughs) the cake that I made. What is happening? And of course, like they made it look like Duff made it and she right. thanked Duff and which is fine. But like, I know I made it. So yeah. like, and all my friends and family know that I made it because I had the pictures of the process and everything. Yeah. So. But listen, that's not even a big deal. Wait till, you know, it's it's just the process of the uh, passing of the torch. Eventually, you're yeah. going to be like, you know, it's actually it's kind of fun when I see mm-hmm. people who think that stuff makes all the cakes and stuff because it's like they're excited because they think he made it but they're showing their real reaction to how much they love it which makes me feel great because it's like I know that my two hands made it and so does he and so to see everyone you know his thousands of people that follow him commenting oh my god this looks amazing i can't believe this and tagging people in it that's gonna happen to you where you're gonna have this big business and there are gonna be other artists that make because you're handling a lot of the work you know the business and other artists the work or cake or or whatever and but everyone's just gonna give you the credit it's just gonna happen to you trust something that i i going to be baking into my business plan though Um, because I've been on the side of it where, you know, they don't know, I would love to be the business owner and the, um, just like the person that when I post things, I would love to be able to tag my artists in it because Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a tattoo studio, right? Like the studio posts artwork, but they tag the artist because it's the artist's work. Like, even though technically it's intellectual property of the bakery or of the shop, it's still the artist's work. And if your artist didn't work there, that work wouldn't be existent. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I love working at Charm City so much as well is because of the culture of working there. We are all so appreciated and celebrated that they really know that their internal client is the most important thing. Because when you treat your people right, your people will treat your clients right. So Preach on, sister. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh, no, okay, so talk about the you met um, Joe Jonas, was it? Oh, you know, you want me a fangirl now? I see. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm gonna get out the that juicy was, stuff. So that was actually 
That was the second celebrity thing that I was a part of. The first one was Lizzo. Um, I actually did not get to make the Lizzo cake. My uh, coworker Cherry made that and she did an amazing job, but we did get to go to the Lizzo concert and meet her and give her the cake, which was like so fun. Yeah. Um, Pre COVID days come back. They will. live music so much it's like me too Um, so back when we could all sit at the same table without masks on uh we were sitting at our meeting table and we were going through the orders and um one of our client coordinators was like oh should we talk about the jonas cake and i was like i'm sorry what jonas what what did we say She's like, yeah, Joe Jonas is a 30th birthday. I'm like, August 15th, I'm aware. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so you're a fan. I was like, that my entire high school career was obsessed with the Jonas. (laughs) But I was like, yes, I'm I'm an avid fan and I'm so excited that they're back together and like (laughs) my whole life is complete. Like I'm I'm internally screaming right now. And she's just like, yeah, so um iHeartRadio is gifting uh them because it's their first tour back since they've been together. Joe's birthday is on the 15th, which you know, (laughs) and they're actually performing in DC on his birthday. So they want to gift him a birthday cake from us. She's like, it's not going to be a paid order. It's going to be, you know, a trade, but they're going to trade us tickets to the show for the cake. So I was like, okay, sounds cool. And I'm like, so they're like, so do you, do you want to, do you have idea? Like they said, we can do whatever we want. I'm like, oh, then I have to design it. Like, I love him. <laughs> I was like, I know exactly what to do. So uh, they're like, yeah, here, like you can design it and and make it. So I was like, I get to design and make the cake for Joe Jonas for his 30th birthday. Like, what? <laughs> like, yes. So I drew it up and, you know, I, I designed the whole thing and then I, I made it and um, I'm finishing it up just in case anybody doesn't know what it is or you haven't seen it. The bottom tier was decorated to look like uh, 80s print. So it was like covered in black and had like really colorful shapes and pattern on it. And so did the base. And then the middle tier was a like Miami vice shirt that was ombre blue with like his palm trees. Cause he wears like the very 80s shirts and he was born in the eighties. And then she would know that. <laughs> and then the top tier set in the Miami vice lettering said, happy birthday, Joe. And on top, because he's married to Sophie Turner, AKA queen of the North from game of Thrones, yeah. we put, I say we, I put <laughs> edible iron thrown on top with Joe sitting in it and then put Sophie next to him. And then the topper had a uh, banner that I put the original Jonas Brothers logo on and put House of Jonas. Oh, I man. listen, I saw it and I was just like, wow, that's a great fucking idea. I mean, because you could have just made him standing up or most people would have but to get really creative and he's also like a huge game of thrones fan too mm-hmm. which is cool so that was perfect and then so i designed it and i'm finishing it up and um amanda our one of our client coordinator managers comes over and goes so caitlin um i know that you normally don't deliver cakes and stuff and you just like do them but i just heard from our contact at iHeartRadio, and they said whoever delivers the cake um, and goes to the show, we'll be able to meet them. Do you want to deliver it? And then I about fell out my goddamn chair. But <laughs> is that even a question, Amanda? Hell yeah. 
And so me and uh, our lead kitchen um, staff member, Jen, uh, we ended up, Jen was the one that filled and iced the cakes and I decorated it. So the two that got to work on it, we delivered it. Uh, we got to hand deliver it to them. We got to meet them. Uh, and then we got to enjoy the show, which was so good. And okay. it was so fun. I He was so nice. And what did you so say? Great. What was the first word out of your mouth? So I was a little shell shocked because of they were like right in front of me. And also I'm from New Jersey and so are they. So that like, <laughs> that was a huge thing growing up in New Jersey and being a fan of them was like, they're the band from Jersey. So it was so crazy. You know, my 15 year old self, 10 years later, I get to meet them. It was so great. I would, they were just like, that's a cake. Oh my God. Their reactions were amazing. They're like, that looks so good. Um, I can't believe you made like, that looks crazy. He was like pointing to him on the phone. He's like, what? it was funny because Jen, my friend that was with me asked one of the handlers, like, could Caitlin get a selfie with Joe with the cake? Because like she worked really hard on it and they were like, no. So we took a picture with them all together. It was me, Jen and the three guys. And then when they were about to walk away with the cake, I was like, fuck him. I'm getting my picture. I worked like 24 hours on this. Like, <laughs> I'm fucking taking a picture with Joe. So I was like, Hey Joe. And he turned around and the guy was like staring at like, what are you doing? Don't talk to them. And I was just like, Hey Joe, do you mind if I get a selfie with you with the cake? And he was like, dude, yeah. And he, uh, he gave me another hug and he was like, this is literally so awesome. And I was like, it took 24 hours. He's like, what? Thank you so much. And he like hugged me even tighter. He's like, this is crazy. and then he was like, all right. And then we took a couple selfies with the cake and it was so awesome. Best experience. They rolled it into the green room. The only thing that I was really upset about was that I found out later because we were where we were sitting to watch it. We saw like the VIP section and Danielle, who's Kevin's wife, was there who we met. And I got to meet his two little daughters, which they're like the cutest things ever. I'll tell you about what her what uh, Alina's reaction was to the cake. It was so funny. But um, we saw Sophie was there. And I was like, oh, that would have been so cool to meet her. Cause, But then I was like, oh, my God, her figure did not look the best. Like, it looked good, but it was not – like, I, I ran out of time and couldn't make it look perfect. Because yeah. I added her on as like, oh, this would be cool. I should add her um, at the end. So I was, like, rushing to get her done. And I'm like, oh, I hope she didn't hate it. Like, I hope she liked it. I love her so much. I was like – but Alina, Kevin's daughter – she was so funny. So when we were rolling the cake in, Kevin was coming out, like chasing Alina because she was running around backstage. And I was just like, oh, it's Kevin Jonas. Holy shit. Like, I wasn't expecting to meet them yet because we were walking to where we were going to put it. And he goes, oh, 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 my God, look at that. And he's like, did you make this? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, oh, I'm Kevin, by the way. And I was like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I shook his hand and I was like, I was like, do you think he'll like it? Does it look like him? He's like, that's incredible i can't that's so good so then um alina walks by through the hallway because we're just standing there with the cake and she goes hey uncle joe and my aunt sophie and i said yeah i was like does it look like her and she went kind of <laughs> listen uh kids tell the truth and the funny thing is when i, I did see it. it when i did see it i was okay. thinking my first thought was oh you know i I wonder what Sophie's going to think as women, I think when it comes to being portrayed or, you know, or being drawn or painted, they're very crit critique about how they look on, you know, and 
Yeah. And, and very I, like self-conscious about like, mm-hmm. does this, is this what people really think of me? Yeah. That's why I was like, as a woman, I was like, oh my God, I, if she was there in person, I could have explained why <laughs> because she just rolled it in. I was like, oh my God, I hope Sophie doesn't like Oh, that's funny. Like, I know. But at the same time, I, I was like kind of relieved that she didn't see it and give her true like because I'm sure she loved it and I'm sure she was like what I, like it was his cake. It wasn't supposed to be, you know. It was like right. I added it on as a nice add on because I know that the girls were on tour with them and I thought it would be a nice touch. Yeah. To be like, you know, I know it's all about Joe because it's his birthday, but he's in the Iron Throne, which is yours. So like, yeah. I had to put her next to him. <laughs> and so now, I was like, I hope she loved it, but we'll see. If she ever tweets about it, like whatever, but. I mean, can you hear that dog? Yeah, I just heard it. Damn. Uh, uh, I mean, this is amazing. And I honestly think you're going to be on that Iron Throne of cake making and designs you're just a phenomenon i mean you're just awesome man and i gotta tell you that this has been such a treat and uh chatting with you i mean i haven't seen you or even simon i mean it was 20 years no no not 20 years (laughs) no it has been been what like seven seven years yeah i don't know why i said 20 this This what happens Feels when like you, <laughs> this is what happens when you get older. You're like your timing is off. Um, but yeah, it's been a long time. And uh I am so proud of where you have started to your success at the moment, at the present. And I know that it's gonna be even bigger. And uh I I love for good things to happen to good people, and you're one of them. And Simon oh, is an awesome hard. dude. And you have the family thing now. I mean, this is a lot of balancing. You are like, this is your prime. Yeah, year. It's, it's been a whirlwind. Like, I, it's funny because, you know, 20, everybody was like, oh, like, we got 2020 because everybody was talking shit about 2019. And oh, I hope next year's going to be better. Like, new decade, new me, blah, blah, blah. And everyone's like, oh, they jinxed it. Genuinely, 2019 was fire for me. Like, I got an amazing job at Charm City. I built my business from the ground up. I rebranded. I got to make Joe Jonas's birthday cake and meet them. I got to I got to work with Duff Goldman and Jeff. Like, they came to Baltimore in that yeah. October, which we didn't even talk about. But like, I got to work on a cake with them. Not to work on a cake with them. I was the lead on the cake, and they helped me. That was like. My brain exploded. It was nuts. Um, You know, I had such a great year. And then 2020, as much as it sucked and it was so awful for a lot of people, like I can genuinely say we were so blessed. Like we got to spend more time with our young son who we never really got to spend time with because we were both working. We'd see him for maybe three hours when he got home from school and then he had to go to bed. Like we got to really see him grow up. We just potty trained him last week. Thank you. Um, you know, it's been really great. We bought our we bought our first home. You know, we we did so many good things that it's just going to get better. And I genuinely believe it's because we are really trying to have a positive outlook and find the good things in each day and really try not to focus on the negative and you have to understand that like your goals you're going to you will reach them if you work hard enough but you may not reach them in the avenue that you think you might have to go through doors that you don't think 
are necessary to get there, but they might be, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. you just have to be open to the process and be trusting and understand that if you want it to happen, it will happen. On that note, um, dude, thank you so much for being on the show. You're freaking awesome. And, uh, send my best to Simon and your son. And, uh, you ever come across where Dave Grohl, the Foo Fighters, are asking for a cake, you got to call me or something. You got to message me. I will definitely let you know for sure. Thank it you will- so much for having me on. I'll let you know. So my next one that I'm manifesting when uh, you know the zombie virus goes away eventually is um, meeting and making a cake for Brendan Urie of Panic at the Disco. That's what I'm speaking into existence <laughs> right now. So like, I will let you know if Dave Grohl gives me a call. <laughs> <laughs> Between us, though, you know, just yeah, yeah, yeah I got you. Keep it. <laughs> uh, uh, thank you so much for uh, for stopping by. You've been an awesome treat. Uh, there's another pun. <laughs> but out. Yeah, I should have had more. I don't know why I held back. <laughs> but um, this was so much fun. Thank you for being here. And uh, yeah, I'll see you soon. Thanks so much for having me. If anybody wants to follow me, go to at the artful apron on instagram all right caitlin have a good one bye bye and folks that was caitlin taylor what a talent and inspiration just a fun person you can check her episodes out on the show cake alikes which is airing on discovery plus and also sugar rush which is airing on netflix and please follow her on her instagram at the artful apron You'll find all her incredible cakes and designs, just her amazing art. Um, And if you're looking for a birthday cake or anything, any event, that's the place to go. And this is Wally signing off. Until next week, guys, we'll see you there. (laughs) 